live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Everybody, it is 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you're locked and loaded right here on LFA TV. This is live from America, and I am your ever so humbled, God fearing, and God loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip hop patriot. And we're broadcasting from the live free or die granted state of New Hampshire. That's Manchester, New Hampshire, right behind me. And please say hello to my producer, producer Eli. Say what up. That's right, we're going to have a mic on him next week. We had a mic, but it went to crap, and then we didn't know how to fix it, so we'll get it back working for him next week. Please give us your name and where you're watching from so we can give you the shout-out that you deserve. How about Buck Passers? Says shout-out, please. There you go, my brother. Shout-out to you. Bobby Driver is in the building. How you doing, Bobby? Gene, hello. Good to see you. El Savvy is in the building. Good to see you, El Savvy. Scotty, hello. Nolan Wallace from Missouri. Barb from Minnesota. Lisa from Michigan, how are you? Kathy is watching. Linda from the Show Me State of Missouri. Tom from Wisconsin, good to see you. Diane, hello. Thank you for watching. From South Carolina, by the way. David Snell is watching. Logan is here. Pat is here. And... Let's give one more shout out to Dylan. Dylan, how are you? Thank you. The names are just going by so fast. Janice is watching. Jamie is watching. Lori from Idaho, or Lori from California, excuse me. Kathy from Central New York. Rita from Central Pennsylvania. Mary, good to see you. Tom from Missouri. I wish I could shout you all out. Charlene, I just want to say thank you so very much for being here with us every single day. God bless you. Yes, the chat is flying. Please make sure that you rumble and share now, folks. That's what we got to do. We got to do about two or three different rounds. Jeff Pools from Michigan. How you doing, Jeff Poole? Um, We got to do about two or three rounds of sharing throughout the show and uh, get it to the top of your uh, feeds all the time. Just maybe reshare every, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. That is how we get the truth out there. And I know that's a lot to ask, but you know what? We're all big one, one big happy family here. We're one big happy family here, and we got to get it out there. Look, I titled today's show, Jordan is back for round three. How in the heck did this happen from 11 o'clock until now? How did we get from Jordan saying, I will not be seeking a round three to, you know what, I am seeking a round three, and we're going to win it, and we're going to make it happen. 
Well, there's a lot to talk about tonight concerning that and many other things. So I hope you got your coffee ready because we're going to go to our first two clips of the day before we get started here. And that is with Chris Krispy Kreme Christie and Ron DeSunk my battleship. Ron DeSunk my battleship. Uh, do you guys hear anything about Ron DeSantis anymore? Does anybody hear anything about Ron DeSantis? Does anybody hear anything about Nikki Haley? Does, anything hear any, does anybody hear anything about Mike Pence? No, we don't. Because there's, they're, they're not doing anything. They were never doing anything except for getting in Donald Trump's way. Chris Christie gets in a lot of people's way, Eli. I don't think he can really uh, not get in somebody's way. But here he is in my state of New Hampshire, bumping his gums, right, with his fat flopping talking about how he's going to corner and catch Donald Trump without him or Secret Service knowing about it. Now, I understand, Eli, that, that ninjas, right? Eli, ninjas, they are quiet. They're silent. They move in the shadows, right? But then there's a thing called Beverly Hills Ninja. And that was a, a movie with Chris Farley trying to be a ninja, but he was anything but a ninja. That reminds me of Chris Christie. How are you going to sneak up on the Secret Service? How are you going to sneak up on Donald Trump? And isn't that some kind of a threat to a former president of the United States of America or something? I don't know. I'll let you be the judge. Let's go ahead and roll it. Earlier this year, you said you were the best equipped of all the rivals to take him down on the debate stage. Well, he's not on the debate stage. About a month or two ago, you were back up here and you said you will seek him out and you will confront him. Get ready, Where Paul. Where does that stand? Paul, get ready. Oh, get ready. Paul, I'm going to tell you. Because if I give him and the Secret Service a tip as to where I'm going to be, um, it'll be a lot harder for me to get to him. Remember, he's the only guy walking around with Secret Service protection, okay? Yeah, not so you. that makes all of this a little more complicated. But I also was in law enforcement, so just hang with me. We got 100 and plus days to the primary. Donald Trump and I will come face to face, whether it's on a debate stage Ooh. or whether it's when he's walking out of a building somewhere. Ooh. But don't you worry, Paul. If it's in New Hampshire, I'll make sure you know. <laughs> if it's in New Hampshire, Paul, I'll make sure you know. If it's in New Hampshire, I I'll make sure that you know, Paul. I'm going to come face to face with Donald Trump, whether it's on the debate stage or whether it's walking out of Stum's store or Secret Service. I'm going to be there. To do what? Eat his lunch? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to corner him? You're going to corner him so that he makes you look absolutely stupid with whatever you say to him? I'm sure Donald Trump would love that. What are you going to do? Eli, what's he going to do? Eli said it always sounds like he's got a mouthful of food. <laughs> oh, but you, Eli, you'll love this next one. So that's one candidate that is still, uh, still running a campaign. I guess you can call it a campaign against uh, Donald Trump. But there's another candidate who's also running a campaign against Donald Trump. And remember that song, Eli? These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. In one of these days, DeSantis's boots are gonna walk all over you. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. In one of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Oh, Ronnie boy. Calm down, Mr. Meatballs. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> you keep lying when you ought to be true then. Oh, no. These oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ronnie Meatballs. What is happening? These are Trump's 
These are Trump's political opponents for the Republican nomination for President of the United States 2024, folks. I don't think we have too much to worry about. Chris Krispy Kreme Christie is going to catch Donald Trump when he least expect it. And Ron DeSantis is going to walk all over Trump with those boots, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I do want to thank you guys all for being here. Thank you, T-Man. Thank you, Bad Moon. Thank you, Jacobs fan. All you guys who are coming in a little bit late. Thank you, Terry. It was nice to talk to you on the phone the other day, Terry. Uh, Jeremy, Eli, Crispy is chewing his cud. Uh, Christy's chewing his cud while talking. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Uh, Top Shot 101, Eli donated $55 and says to keep LFA going. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We really do appreciate that. Um, it's going to be harder than ever. I don't, it's, it's going to be harder than ever to make ends meet in the next year and a half for families, let alone, you know, viewer-funded news networks like this. So I guess uh, we'll just rely on the good old, uh, you know, the good old Lord in heaven to make sure that we are provided with, with everything we need, and that, and that definitely helps. So we appreciate you. God bless. Uh, somebody said, fat guy in a little coat. You talking about me? Are you talking about me? Hold on, let me get a side view here. Fat guy in a little... I'm actually losing, though. I'm actually losing. I'm, I'm, I'm still losing the weight, thanks to Field of Greens. So, and, uh, and not eating at night. That's a big one. October 19th, year of our Lord, 2023. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Therefore, as you get to know me better, you simultaneously come to know the Father more fully. The better you know us, the more our sacred love dwells in you there are no limits to the depth of intimacy that you and i can experience now um this morning on rise up we talked a little bit about god's love for you and how you can measure it and we can actually do it thank you very much you guys i appreciate that a lot of people are telling me that i'm looking good and i appreciate that oh not me not me the fat guy in a little coat okay okay i appreciate that christy all right i thought you were talking about me um this morning we talked about um, if it, it, you. I want to talk to the ladies here because there's a lot of people who don't watch Rise Up that are watching right now. Just to the ladies here, if you if you found out that your husbands actually and factually thought about you in some way, shape, or form in a positive way every 12 seconds of your marriage, would you think that that was sweet? Would that melt your heart? Because we were talking about that this morning. And if you found out that your spouse thought of you every 12 seconds in a positive and loving way, every 12 seconds of your life, this one guy said, I've been married for 40 years. So for 40 years, if I told you that I thought of you positively every 12 seconds, 40 years straight, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, would that make you, would that make your heart melt? She goes, that would be amazing, but that's near impossible. He goes, well, check this out. If you compare that to a grain of sand, that number, it's about 10 square feet. It's about 10 square feet. If I thought of you every 12 seconds for 40 years, every single day, every minute of every day, it would make up about 10 square feet of sand. And God tells you that his love for you is as far as any eye can see of any beach on the, uh, from every piece of sand, from every particle of sand on every beach as far as the eye can see. That is how much God thinks of you, and that is how much God loves you. So when you think of it in that fashion, you go, wow, maybe I need to think of God a little bit more myself. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 12. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives us only a dim reflection of reality as in a riddle or enigma. 
But then, when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. Incredible. Before you turn out the light tonight, one day you will know the, and understand me fully, just as you are known. Until then, persist in your blessed pursuit of me and your study of my word. I'm telling you, when somebody loves you that much, that much, that's pretty incredible. Don't you think? All right. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus, Emmanuel, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, let's bow our heads. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I got to tell you, I have really enjoyed my years with you guys here on LFA TV. I really have. It's made me a better person. It's made my family better. It's made us just all closer to God together. We've got a lot of fellowship that happens here, but we also have a lot of, uh, you know, patriotism and a lot of pride and a lot of, uh, but not bad pride. We have a lot of pride in a good sense, and we have a lot of uh, uh, family values here, and we're all very close. And, you know, when we come to December 1st, here on LFA TV, and we change around the show patterns and, and, and when shows are going to be. Um, I'm, I was thinking about it today quite a bit, and it's really going to, um, you know, it's going to be different for me. It's going to kind of hit me right here a little bit that we're not going to be together at that 5 p.m. hour uh, come December 1st. But we'll still have two hours together, right? So it's not like we're losing any time together. We're just losing the time in which we spend together. But when you really think about it, my shows are so, they, they come and go so quick. I needed two hours. I really did. I needed a two-hour show, and I needed to be able to actually be a boss and run this network and company throughout the rest of the day rather than having shows scattered throughout the day. So, uh, again, if you're just now knowing or, on, or hearing this, come December 1st, I will be at my normal time, 11 o'clock. I'll be at 9 o'clock still as well. But instead of ending at noon and Mike Crispy coming on, I will be on 11 and 12. Mike Crispy will jump back to 10 o'clock, and Sean Farish will be doing the 5 o'clock hour here come December 1st. So I just want to keep continuing to remind you guys of that. But I do have a very special place in my heart for each hour that we do this, and it's going to be a little different. So, uh, you know, just pray for me on that one. Um, happy anniversary to Marita and uh, God bless you. And I hope you have a wonderful anniversary and, uh, Jeremy rise up has changed or my life has changed because of LFA and rise up. Well, God bless you. Thank you very much. Okay. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of things, folks. Let's lift up your cups and let's have our first slurp together. Here we go. All right. First and foremost section of today, I think today we experienced a victory, folks. I think today we experienced a victory, and I have to agree with our uh, great congresswoman from Florida, Anna Paulina Luna, who said that same thing. Victory. No McHenry resolution, which means no unconstitutional temporary speaker. We are going back to the mat. The GOP must unify Jim Jordan for speaker. So you have to ask yourself, what happened. Thank you, son dog. We appreciate you. What happened, right, from this this morning 
What happened from that this morning, the 12 that we just we can't stand so or the 22 that we can't stand so much? What happened from Jim Jordan saying, I will not seek a, uh, a third vote to now I will I am seeking a third vote and we're not going to stop till we get it. What happened? Well, I'm going to tell you there's a lot that happened and we're going to kind of break it down piece by piece by piece. Okay. Um, so Jim Jordan wanted very much for the House of Representatives to continue moving on and the judicial, the, the oversight committee, the House and Ways Com- uh, and Means Committee and the uh, Judicial Committee to continue their investigations one way or another. And it seemed like the rhinos were winning. It seemed like the rhinos were getting um, more away from Jim Jordan and getting people to peel off and go away from Jim Jordan than Jim was actually progressing. He didn't think that he was going to be able to progress right now, especially with the Israel war going on. This is from what I'm hearing. And he just wanted to get somebody, so the House back on doing normal business, which I do not agree with, and said, fine, we will take, take a step back. We will, do this, we will do this in meetings from now on, or, or from now until we figure out who is going to be the Speaker of the House, and, and, and then was in favor of giving temporary powers to Patrick McHenry. I am not in favor of giving temporary powers to anybody, okay? Number one, I'm not in favor of that. And I don't think most of you are either. Most of us aren't in Congress anymore, but we are, I mean, most of us in, are not in Congress anyway, so we don't know exactly what makes people do what they do. But I know for sure that I would stick to my guns on something. So I don't know why it ultimately happened. I don't know why, but from what I'm hearing, Donald Trump is involved. Donald Trump was involved. That you called the loser this morning, by the way. Moon said, yeah, yeah, if you're going to bow out, and you're going to walk away, then I will call you a loser. Why you came back, I don't know. But from what I understand, it's pressure from people like Anna Paulina Luna, Matt Gates, Donald Trump, and the rest of the MAGA party. The rest of the people that are all for Donald Trump as everything, as Speaker of the House, as President, all that. So it's pressure that made him stop, and it's pressure that made him come back. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, exactly, like I said, the ins ins and outs of it. But here was Jim Jordan as of 11 o'clock this morning. This is what I remember happening was Jim Jordan was saying, I am not going to be seeking a third round. Then at about what, Eli, 2.30, this comes across our our airwaves. Go ahead and roll this. I'll just say this. We made the the pitch to um, members on the resolution as a way to lower the temperature and get back to work. Uh, We decided that wasn't where we're gonna go. I'm still running for speaker and I plan to go to the floor uh, and get the votes and win this race. But I wanna go talk with a a few of my colleagues. Particularly I wanna talk with the 20 individuals who voted against me um, so that we can move forward and begin to work for the American people. I'll just say this, we made the- All right, so there's where we are. So that was Jim Jordan around 2.30 said, look, we've, we've pitched a resolution, we've talked to these people, um, and then right during that time, so in between the 11 o'clock show, where Jim said he would not be seeking a third vote right now, that he would, um, he would vote to, he would back a resolution that would give temporary powers to Patrick McHenry until January, and then they would come back and re-vote again, whether that would be Jim Jordan or whether it would be somebody else. 
That was what was going on around 11 o'clock. Then at 2.30, that came out. Well, between that time, this was Matt Gates in the halls of Congress, uh, the, the lower halls of Congress. This was Matt Gates between that time. Roll this. But do you think that... I, th- I think that I'm against speaker light. I'm against Bud Light. I believe it is a constitutional desecration to not elect a speaker of the House. We need to stay here until we elect a speaker. I agree. And if someone can't get the votes, we need to go on to the next person. I agree. But, but twisting and torturing the Constitution to empower a temporary speaker is having a speaker light that is not constitutionally contemplated, is deeply infirm, and I will do everything possible to stop it. I agree with Matt Gates 100%. 100% on that. I never wait. I, I always agree it seems like with Matt Gates lately, because he's going by the Constitution. But Matt Gates, so folks, this is ongoing, or this is ongoing, and this is literally unfolding as we're talking. So again, I don't know the ins and outs. Here's what I've heard. I've heard there's pressure from both sides. The Rhinos and MAGA were going at it. And we're going to show you a little bit of it here in a minute. From what I understand, the Rhinos and MAGA were going at it. I also heard that Donald Trump got involved, and I heard Donald Trump made a couple phone calls to a couple people on both sides. Then Jim Jordan came out, and then we hear that Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy got into it, and for the first time, Eli, you're going to see Kevin McCarthy actually sound like he's tough. You're going to actually see Kevin McCarthy act like he's tough in this next video. But watch this, folks. Apparently, Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy got into it during all of this stuff that happened this, this afternoon. And Matt Gates is just a firebrand. I love him, right? Now, watch Matt Gates or uh, Kevin McCarthy try to act tough like he told Matt Gates to shut up and sit down. Listen to oh, this. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I was at the mic. I was speaking, and Matt Gates tried to interrupt and say, so I told him to sit down, and he sat down. What's your deal? I think it. No, I told him to sit down. I I think the entire conference screamed at me. People are, listen, the whole country, I think, would scream at Matt Gaetz right now. Remember, it was a crazy eights led by Matt Gaetz and every single Democrat that put us into this situation. No, you did. Uh, We've never been in this situation before. But how do you have 4% of your conference remove a speaker when 96% are there? This is why we're here. He had no plan afterwards. Now we have Israel at a war, so questions whether Congress can act, uh, questions where we'd be able to go to select a new speaker. I mean, it's a difficult situation driven by one person for his own personal beliefs, his own animosity towards me, and his concern about what's inside an ethics complaint that was filed before I was even speaker. What a lie. What an absolute lie. Uh, Folks, let's just go ahead and give uh, Matt Gaetz, or Kevin McCarthy, the... What a loser you are. What an absolute loser this guy is. And who do you think you're fooling? Who do you think you're fooling? I told him to sit down. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he was scared of you. I'm sure he sat right down. I'm sure everybody in the world is scared of Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm sure of. Everybody's scared of Kevin McCarthy. Okay, then Kevin, uh, then Matt Gates came back out. This is after all that. This is right around the time, maybe shortly after, um, Jim Jordan came back out and said, you know what? We're not going anywhere. We're going back for the third vote. Primarily because it's unconstitutional. There's no reason that we have to temporarily give powers to a temporary Speaker of the House. There's no medical reason. There's no emergency reason. There's no reason whatsoever. The only reason that we would be doing it was because these losers can't get out of our way. These 22 rhinos can't get out of our way and just get just 
understand the fact that the Trump train is here and you're not going to stop it. Again, so this is going back to Matt Gates right after Jim Jordan's comments. Is here. the resolution to empower McHenry dead at this point? Yeah, it won't be offered by Republicans based on uh, Speaker Designate Jordan's announcement just moments ago. And I think that's a good thing. The House of Representatives needs a speaker, not a speaker light. Uh, I don't support using temporary powers uh, for Mr. McHenry. And I'm glad that our arguments seem to be persuasive to our colleagues. But Jordan seemed to back this as his next strategy to give himself the time to cobble together more votes. I mean, this is something he's backed. Well, I, I like Jim Jordan. I'm voting for Jim Jordan, but I don't agree with him on every subject. And I certainly don't agree that what would be best for the House of Representatives is a temporary speaker pro tem. I think we need to elect a speaker. I think we've, we've got great folks in our conference. I think Jim Jordan sits atop that list, and I look forward to voting for him again today. And one last question for you, because we are live here right now. How icy was it for you in that room? I heard it got pretty intense. Well, I'm not for everyone, as it turns out, and I have my detractors, but I'm an attorney attorney by trade. I don't get emotional about the presentation of arguments and listening to other people's arguments. It doesn't affect how I think about people. I was there to make the substantive argument that speaker light is a bad idea, just like Bud Light. Um, but, but I far prefer us to continue having votes going forward. And, you know, when I held out with Speaker McCarthy, we had goals. We had specific things we were fighting for. I think a reasonable question to those that are holding out and not voting for Jordan is, what are you fighting for? What are your goals? What are your objectives here other than, to, uh, than just recalcitrance? Congress yeah, what are your goals? And I want to make them public. I want to know what these 22 uh, people that are, that are uh, opposing Jim Jordan's goals. Here's the real problem. Do you want honesty? I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some raw and, and, and true honesty here. Jim Jordan is not Speaker of the House material because Jim Jordan, as good of a fighter as he is, he's not a firebrand. Matt Gates needs to be the Speaker of the House. Unfortunately, the conference is not going, the party is not going to vote Matt Gates in. Okay? If you think that these uh, 22 that are holding out hate Jim Jordan because Donald Trump backed him, they hate Matt Gates that much more. So, unfortunately, the person that should be the Speaker of the House, Matt Gates, he, he's not nominated for the job. He hasn't asked for the job. He knows that, 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 that the Republican Party won't uh, allow him to have it. They really don't want Jordan to have it, but they really don't want to have Matt Gates, uh, Speaker of the House. And that's who needs to be Speaker. And I want to see what the uh, Rumble uh, audience, what the LFA audience thinks about it, the LFA family, because I, I could be wrong. Uh, maybe it's my own bias towards Matt Gates. I, I, I just like him. But I think you need a fighter. I think you need somebody who's actually not going to waver no matter what. And I see Jim Jordan wavering. As good as a, a guy as Jim Jordan probably is, as great as he will work with Donald Trump, I'm sure Jim Jordan will be miles above Kevin McCarthy or Steve Scalise. But it needs to be somebody like Matt Gates. It needs to be somebody like a firebrand. And I understand how politics work. And I don't think Jordan is a bad guy at all. I think he was a loser for what he did today. You can be a temporary loser, okay? Losers are only losers as long as they want to stay losers. If you want to be a winner, then do the right thing. I think what he's doing right now is the right thing. But I still don't like the fact that he didn't just stay and stand strong. You need to stand strong during the storm. Okay? Matt Gates would do that. I want Matt Gates in there ultimately. I'll take Jordan. I will not take Scalise. I will not take McCarthy. I will not take McHenry. I'm sick of the mix. Okay? And I'm not saying that as a nationality or anything like that. 
because I'm from that region. That's where most of makes up Jeremy Jeremy. I'm talking about the McHenrys. I'm talking about the Mick. Carthys. I'm talking about the McConnells. I'm talking about the McDaniels. I'm sick of them. Okay? No more McSwamp donkeys. I want them all gone. You gotta have somebody that'll stand up strong. And I believe, I believe that that is Matt Gates. Now moving on. I want to just take a quick break here as we're 32 minutes past the hour now I always forget to do our sponsors on time and our partners on time and that's very wrong of me to do that because you know what they help out this show just as much as everybody else here and I want to make sure that I give them their due time I give I give the shout outs uh, to, to the audience and to the family members and I want to give the biggest uh, shout outs that I can to our sponsors who put everything on the line for their businesses uh, to sponsor us or to partner with us and that is OFP Farms you see this gift set right here You tell me a woman in your life that wouldn't want that. Tell me a mom in your life that wouldn't love that. Tell me a daughter, a granddaughter, a sister, an aunt. Huh? Tell me anybody in your life that wouldn't love it. I'm not a girl and I'll take it. I love that lavender. $60 for that box set. Where are you going to get that in in a country store somewhere for that price? You know what I mean? That hand, uh, that hand, hand, uh, Passion that goes into that, that hand-woven or hand-crafted uh, stuff, the hand-crafted labels, the hand-crafted packaging. And not only that, they give you seasonal stuff too, and it is all of the most highest quality, ladies and gentlemen, of goat milk, and that is OFP Farms. And everybody in this chat will tell you the same thing that I do. Amarillo Morning, fresh citrus blend, lavender and vanilla, cucumber melon, and ladies and gentlemen, all of this stuff is just absolutely one. I have not tried one thing. Actually, there's one thing I didn't really care for. It was the coal thing, but that's, that's just me. That, that, that doesn't mean that you wouldn't like it, but I'm just being honest with you. Every other thing that I've put on my body from OFP Farms or in my beard or under my armpits has been amazing. So OFPFarms.com, and you can get a 15% discount by going or by using OFP15 as your promo code. Also, it is that time of year. I, Eli, how many calls did I get today for a Medicare option? How many calls did I get of somebody saying, you qualify for this, you qualify for this, time to pick your Medicare plan, time to pick your Medicare plan. I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. But if I was picking a Medicare plan, I wouldn't have somebody that sounded like they weren't from here that I could barely understand, okay? I would call Tim Gustafson at 602-391-8358 or I would go to insurityfinancialservices.com because Tim is right here in this chat and Tim speak English and I can understand every word that Tim says. So if I want to pick a Medicare op- uh, a plan and I want to find out what option works best for me where I'm going to get the best coverage and not pay an arm and a leg and actually am happy with it, then I'm going to get it from Tim. Not somebody who says like this and some people did some things and I don't understand what they're doing. I just can't do that. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I want to buy from somebody I trust. I want to make sure, not buy from, I want somebody that I trust guiding me to the health care that I'm going to purchase. So. Tim Gustafson, ladies and gentlemen, insuritifinancialservices.com, 602-391-8358. Now, America attacked. Oh, just right on time. Right on time for World War III, huh? I know, I'm too young for Medicare. I don't know why I'm getting called for it. I'm getting called for Medicare. I'm getting called for Social Security, AARP, and everything. And I'm like, how are you calling me? Do you not know what my name is? Do you not know anything about me at all? Unbelievable. Anyway, was America attacked well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess we'll never know, but I know one thing. The headlines are breaking. America attacked Iranian-backed militants, fire missile, missiles, I should say, 
at a U.S. Navy destroyer off the coast of Yemen. That's exactly what we need right now, isn't it? The American military is on a heightened alert as they monitor any acts of aggression or activity by Iranian-backed groups in the Middle East. Now, we already know that Iran has called for the end of Israel and America and that our time is limited and that it's running out. Following the horrific attack of the innocent Israelis by the Iran-backed Hamas terror group, on Wednesday night, multiple missiles were fired at the USS Kearney, a a U.S. Navy destroyer on the coast of Yemen, in the Red Sea. According to Open Source Intelligence Monitor, Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General, uh, Brigadier General Pat Ryder has confirmed that the USS Kearney did shoot down three land cruise missiles as well as several drones launched by forces in Yemen last night over the Red Sea. Okay? According to the U.S. official, the missiles were launched by Iranian-backed Houthi militants in Yemen, approximately two to three missiles were intercepted. Okay. The Pentagon since has come out since this story came out and said that they believe that these missiles, these missiles were meant to be shot towards Israel and that this U.S. destroyer intercepted them and that they weren't necessarily or they don't know yet if they were necessarily fired at them. Let me just make one thing clear. If Donald Trump was president of the United States right now in Washington, D.C., and any missiles came in the way of any U.S. destroyer, no matter if they were just going through that area or not, everybody in the area in the region that that missile came from would be gone off the face of this planet and not another missile would come from there so i don't care if it was from is if it was uh meant for israel or if it was meant for us one in the same one in the same but then you have to ask yourself okay did it really even happen is this just look what they did to us fire back like Howard Stern was saying. Did you guys see the stuff Howard Stern was saying? Bomb them, kill them, kill them now just for even protesting. Democrats love war. Howard Stern is a douchebag trash ball idiot. And if you agree for the 4500 people that are in here watching right now, please do me a favor and share this video and give us a rumble. I don't know if they rumble has got us on the front page or not again, but rumble's been very nice on that. So The United States State Department has issued a worldwide caution travel alert amid rising global tensions. Well, of course they would. Of course they would. Fund both sides. Help cause the war. Be right in the middle of it. Don't allow anybody to do a ceasefire. Keep it going because we got to join into the war. We got to be in World War III, which is a jihad, global, terrorist, holy war. Because we just can't stop it like that. Of course we could. Amid the escalating global tension due to Israel-Hamas war and the potential threats to American citizens abroad, the United States Department of State has issued a worldwide caution travel ban. The Department of State has advised U.S. citizens overseas to exercise increased caution due to increased tensions in various locations around the world. Eli, while I'm doing these stories, can you see if they're doing a House vote right now at all? or if they've decided to do one, or if they've scheduled it. Uh, C-SPAN should be carrying it for sure. The advisory specifically cites that the potential for terrorist attacks and demonstrations or violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests are the primary reason for the alert. What have I been telling you? If you allow Israel to deal with this by themselves 
or if you allow Israel to even look like. Look, I know, ladies and gentlemen, that the United States government is a bunch of liars and does everything they can for to put out fake propaganda and to literally stage attacks so that we want to go to war. And I am fully aware that Israel does that as well. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason that they want to be in war, whether it's for power, whether they want to finally wipe out Gaza and take it over, for whatever reason they're doing it, I'm talking about the way it looks to the world. And if the United States is seen letting Israel fall or even fight this on their own, whatever it is that it may be, what the world is going to see, because perception is reality, is, oh, America is fair game. That's what I've been talking about, folks. It's not about who's starting it. We know that both sides are corrupt. We get it. We get it. Okay? But when you get off the politics side of it, and you look at things in a reality, with reality glasses on, perception is reality. And it's all out target on the United States of America. It's happening right now. So then the White House posts a picture on social media putting the lives of every special forces soldier and their families at risk. Have you guys heard this? Breach of protocol and security. The Biden regime literally doxed elite Delta Force fighters by posting a picture jeopardizing their families, themselves, and national security. Echoes of past controversy surrounding SEAL Team 6. Remember that? Can we put this picture on the screen? This is, this is ridiculous. This is the picture that was put on the internet and then it was taken off shortly after because they realized they absolutely screwed up. But the world actually got it. We have it, so we know the world has it. Pop this on the screen. There's the picture. Make it a little smaller maybe. Look at that. You see all these are uh, these soldiers with their faces blocked out? Yeah, that wasn't the way it was. This was actually put out without their faces blocked out. You could literally see each and every one of these um, elite forces that we have overseas. So the Biden regime immediately pulled it down, but not before everybody in the world who matters actually saw it. The Biden regime did this. The Obama regime did this. Hillary did this. You've got to know that it's got to be on purpose. What they're doing is absolutely sickness. It's treason what these people are doing on a day in and day out basis. And our military ought to be ashamed of themselves. I think they did that on purpose. I believe that the White House did that on purpose. They're in recess right now? Okay. Thank you. What's that? Ken Buck has gotten four death threats. Kind of split on this issue. There's some reporting from Wajahat Ali with the Daily Beast, and this is what he's saying. He's saying sources direct with direct knowledge confirm many high-ranking Muslim appointees are strongly considering resigning. They're saying that the Biden administration isn't listening to them during this crisis. Their communities are frustrated with him and Islamophobes are targeting him and questioning their loyalties. Uh, as someone at the White House, have you heard anything about these reports about these high ranking officials, staffers considering resigning? 
That's nothing that we have heard directly at this point, but it, it's not surprising. I mean, the president has come out with a strong stand with Israel. That's something he's not backing down from. That was reaffirmed by this quick nine-hour trip and will be tonight. So it's certainly not surprising if those reports uh, prove true. Yeah, one state department official did resign, as you mentioned. Uh, Alex, thanks so much. Sure. I wonder how much that stage, too. You see what I'm saying? We've got to be on the, you guys, we have really got to make sure that we don't jump to conclusion about a lot of stuff that's going on right now because it could mean the end of our country. Like the, the sticks of dynamite that are being thrown around here and played with, it could mean the end of our country. Like that is how dangerous holy war, jihad war, Israel, the Middle East, bringing it here, the southern border being open. We are at a very vulnerable stage right now. And the one thing that we need to make sure is that we have the correct information and that's what we try to do here on LFA TV. I mean, Eli, I'll tell you, we, we, we put it all on the line to make sure that what we're getting is verified. And if we get bad information, then we'll say we got bad information. But we always give you the most up-to-date news that we possibly can. But we also try to say, look, look at this. You know what I mean? Look at this very carefully because we got to understand that. Look how they got us in the Iraq war. Look how they got us with the weapons of mass destruction. Look how they patriotism was all, we all got brought together. Oh, we got to, we got to do this. We got to do this. Look, I know that Hamas needs to be wiped out as far as the terrorist part of it. I know that Iran and the terrorist section and the, and the, and the dictators that run these countries need to be wiped out, but they've needed to be wiped out for, for centuries, for, for millennia. Okay. We have to be very, very, very smart. We have to do the right thing, but we have to do the smart thing as well. Now, a bunch of people who weren't smart were the people who led the squad surrection yesterday down in D.C., and I'd like to go back to my friend Ben Berkwam, who's down there, and he's trying to get these um, protesters, insurrectionists, who are screaming and preaching all about ceasefire to say, do you want the Israelis to cease fire, or do you want the terrorists to cease fire? And not one of them could give them an answer. And as a matter of fact, viewer discretion is highly advised because you know how these people talk. They're chanting, they're banging their drum, they're saying, cease fire now. But can we get a cease Hamas fire now? Cease terrorism fire now. Can we get a cease Hamas fire? It's called self-defense. Oh, that's what it's called? Killing women and children? You're outside, it's public. You don't have to consent. That's the beauty of America. Anybody, can we say cease terrorism? Uh, say that again. Okay, there we go. So we can't. Nobody says. Nobody says cease Hamas, cease terrorism. They just said cease these nuts. I don't think she has nuts. But this is the intelligence of the argument. Argument, guys. That's the argument. I, I, please don't touch my stuff. Please don't touch my stuff. Thanks. She's trying to touch my stuff. She said she didn't want to be filmed, but then she was. Uh, I don't know if she was trying to vandalize it or just touch it. But this is this is the level of argument you get right here. We got. Can we say cease Hamas fire now? Anybody? Cease terrorist fire. 
Apparently not, guys. Only Israel. They only want to cease Israel fire, which is not a ceasefire if you don't have both sides do it. That's that's a massacre. That's a massacre. If Israel ceases fire, but Hamas and Hezbollah don't cease fire, which they never cease fire, Palestine doesn't cease fire, that's not a ceasefire, that's a massacre. That's what they're asking for. They might as well be saying, let's massacre now. Let's massacre now. That's what they're, that's, they might as well be saying that. Right here, Washington DC guys. And it's the same people that want millions of illegals coming across our border, guys. It's all connected. Funny thing is, is somebody in the chat said Hamas would kill every one of them, Eli. They are 100% right. Hamas would kill every single one of them, and they'd rape all of those women. They would rape all those women over and over again. They would impregnate them with their babies, and they would breed them out. Remember that? The problem with Scotland is it's full of Scots. If we can't get them out, we'll breed them out. Well, that is what the Islam jihad way of thinking is. Kill them or breed them out. One of the two. They'd kill every single one of them. That's exactly right. Remember what I said to you folks, okay? And remember very, very, very well. By the end of this year, most of the world will be anti-Israel. That's what, this is, that's what they're doing. They're trying to get the whole world to be anti-Israel. And it's going to happen. You're going to see more people be anti-Israel you're going to see more people turn anti-Semitic than you've ever seen in your, in your whole life. Eli, what did you say a friend of yours? Didn't you say like somebody that you know, like somebody that you know really close to you said something the other, uh, said something about that? What'd they say? Like, didn't they say like something about seriously, if you support Israel, screw you and don't ever talk to me again or something like that? And this is just a normal person that you know, right? These are just normal people. Because they're being brainwashed and propagandized into believing that Hamas is just oppressed and Israel just oppresses Hamas and oppresses all the people of the Palestinian region stuck in Gaza. Yeah, okay. They give you. They give you when they don't have to. Anything. Whether it's ration or not. Who knows what you believe, but they give it to you. You don't bring anything to the world. So when Trump was asked, what do you think about Biden giving the Palestinian people money $100 million. What do you think about that? Donald Trump says, I think it's highly inappropriate. I think that's a perfect word to use. He always comes up with the perfect stuff to say, doesn't he? Uh, Biden is sending $100 million to the Palestinians? Yes, Mr. President. Nobody was asking that question. What, go ahead. Well, what do you think about that monetary, monetary fund? I think right now it's totally inappropriate. It's so inappropriate to be doing that right now. He's over in Israel and he's giving money to the Palestinians. Uh, I think it's very inappropriate. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. What a perfect word. What a perfect word. I think it's highly inappropriate. I mean, there you go. The world knows. It's not like it's new, uh, it's new information. It's not a right or a left thing to know that Hamas is a terrorist group. It's not. Uh, that's what I don't understand. It's like they've politicized even. Uh, everything is politicized to the point where facts aren't even facts anymore. So that's why it's hard to understand what, what, what is right, what's wrong, what's true, what's not, is because they've literally screwed everything up so much. They've got people actually chanting for terrorists. The world knows. It's not a secret. The rest of the world is probably looking at us going, what is going on? These people are so stupid. Let's continue to brainwash them. Let's continue to brainwash them. They're this stupid. But here's a nice stunner for you, folks. Ready for this? 
We have a terror-loving, Hamas-loving extremist who has a key job at the U.S. Homeland Security. So you thought it was only these kind of people that made their way into our, our elected officials and our elected spots in D.C.? No, no, no. They hold high-level positions, a key member of the federal bureaucracy, those government employees who are supposed to fulfill the ideals of the American dream, is a pro-Hamas extremist who bashes Israel and promotes its destruction to the point of posting online, online images of terrorists parachuting in regularly. It is an investigation by the Daily Wire that confirms that the U.S. Immigration Enforcement Agency hired Newa Ali, a former spokeswoman for the Palestinian Liberation Organization. And then the Department of Homeland Security gave her the authority to decide who can come into America as an immigrant or an asylum seeker. Her position is not discouraged. Uh, her from report repeatedly posting pictures of Hamas terrorists parachuting in with guns and writing F Israel and any Jew who supports Israel. And the Daily Wires confirmed this. She worked in 2016 and 2017 for the Palestinian delegation to the United States, which confirms online was the PLO office in D.C. But she moved into other work when that office was expelled from the country by President Trump, the report said. She secured employment as an asylum seeker for the Department of Homeland Security, applying immigration laws and regulations. And then in January, the report said that she was made an, adju uh, an adjudication officer for the U.S. Customs and Immigration Service. Talk about working your way up through the system like Obama. What a snake. Explained in the report through Ali's job at DHS included vetting people to make sure that they were not a threat to the country before letting them in. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. And on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter over multiple years, she posted extremist rhetoric, culminating in this month's comment to F Israel, the government and its military. Are you ready for your downfall? She works in the Department of Homeland Security. Are you starting to get it now? Newa Ali, N-E-J-W-A-A-L-I. That's her name. Isn't that incredible? I'm so sick of it, Eli. I'm so sick of it. Anyway, we've got quite a bit to get through, and I've got to get to, uh, I've got to, get to a couple more of our, uh, our partners here because, um, like I said, folks, this is viewer-funded. And we've got a few partners that make the, uh, make the world go round here. So let's get right into it. And I'm going to tell you right now, why do you think the world governments that are trying to crash the United States economy, why do you think they're buying up the world's reserves of precious metals? And it's not just gold and silver that they're buying. They're buying copper. They're buying palladium. They're buying platinum. They're buying precious metals for a reason. Because they don't want the United States to be able to have anything to back any of their promissory notes. And their promissory notes, our promissory notes of our grandchildren and our grandchildren's grandchildren paying these notes off for, for, for centuries, that isn't going to fly much longer. We need to play that song, I Need a Hero, right now, Eli. Goldco.com. For all your precious metals, goldco.com. You're only a few steps away from owning it. You can request your free kit today. You can get up to $15,000 in free silver. Goldco.com or 855-450-1394. And another one of our wonderful and longtime partners, EnviroCleanse, folks. I'm telling you right now, we have two new people that just got an EnviroCleanse in the chat, and they're telling me that it's like changed their lives immediately. Immediately. Breathing better sleeping better i told you it happened. my mom is the same way she has copd she's still smoking cigarettes although i wish she would stop 
But her house is completely different. You go to my mom's house right now, you don't smell any cigarette smoke. You don't smell, smell any stale smoke whatsoever. She doesn't smoke in the house anyway. But the smell of it was always in there. Gone. Okay? My mom is sleeping. She, when she wakes up in the morning, she's not coughing up her lung because of the EnviroCleanse. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's made in America, full money back guarantee, and you can get a payment plan. EnviroCleanse, ekpure.com. That is ekpure.com, promo code LFA. Get a hold of them today. Now, Ken Buck, Ken Schmuck, whatever you want to call him, Ken Buck, folks, is working behind the scenes with these 22 Republicans with Democrats to possibly, to possibly nominate and try to vote in Liz Cheney. For Speaker of the House. And you know what they're going to call it? A unified speaker. Because it was done bipartisanly. And this is coming from prison Mike Jamie Raskin. Roll it. The, obviously, we favor Hakeem Jeffries. This was the 16th time we've voted unanimously and passionately for Hakeem Jeffries. He's a super well-organized, efficient, effective leader, and you can take him in his word. He's totally trustworthy. But if, the, if we, we can't get six Republicans to come over to our side, I've said from the beginning, there are a number of Republicans that I could support on a principled power-sharing basis, assuming that our caucus were to endorse that. And we operate as a caucus. We're not out there wheeling and dealing on our own. But one of the things that uh, I've said from the beginning is Liz Cheney would be a perfect choice herself. She was the chair of the Republican conference. She was the number three Republican for several years. Birds of a feather flock to corruption, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I'd like to give Prison Mike and Liz Cheney the double dumb dumb award of the day. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Boom. You get the dumb dumb award of the day, Prison Mike. I mean, just look at the face on this guy, huh? Can you imagine waking up and looking in the mirror and seeing that every day? Yeah, not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. But I guess you never put anything beside, um, put anything, um, you know, past. A, uh, a uniparty rhino swamp monster like these people that are in there. Also, I don't think Adam Schiff knows how elections work, folks. Adam Schiff went on TV and lied, as usual, as usual, saying, today Republicans make Jim, if, if, may make Jim Jordan their speaker. Jordan would preside over the counting of electoral college votes in the next election after he was deeply involved in trying to overturn the last one. Just when you think you can't get more irresponsible, they prove you wrong. Let's go back to that first statement you made there, Adam Schiff. Jordan would preside over the counting of electoral votes in the next election. Does anybody want to tell me why he's wrong? Does anybody know how our elections work here? Does anybody know who presides over the electoral counting of the electoral college votes? Does anybody know that it's not the Speaker of the House that does that? Come on. Any, we got to have some smarties in here, right? We got to have some smarties. It's, it is the vice uh, president. Remember Mike Pence? It's the vice president who oversees the counting of electoral votes. Adam Schiff, you are a congressman. You're going to be running for United States Senate, and you don't know that? Well, another dummy, ladies and gentlemen, that doesn't know a lot is Letitia James. Let's bring her on the stage. Let's bring her on the screen because Letitia James seems a little bit rattled, seems a little bit rattled and beat up by Donald Trump. She just can't seem to nail this guy down. He's venomous. He's called me disgraceful. He's called me radical. He's called me a racist. And this is only week three. The reality is is, uh, that none of his behavior, which can best be described as performative, will change what's happening in the courtroom. The courtroom, as you know, uh, where we have submitted evidence, and the evidence is clear. 
and that is he inflated his statements of financial interests to enrich himself and his family. Is this after you got caught lying in court uh, the last couple days or before? Either way, she seems a little bit rattled. She's not going to win. She's going to lose. But she's also picked a fight with Rumble, Eli, Letitia James. That's right. Letitia James has sent a threatening letter to Rumble telling them to cancel people like LFA TV, telling them to cancel people like Steven Crowder, telling them to cancel people like Russell Brandt, and telling them to cancel people like Donald Trump Jr. What did Rumble say? <laughs> Rumble had their attorneys send them a letter and say, I am the attorney at the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression and Counsel for Rumble, dot com, or Rumble and, and, and in the above reference litigation, I'm writing to demand the immediate and unequivocal retraction, retraction of your October 12, 2023 investigation letters to six internet platforms, including Rumble, collectively referred to as the investigation plat uh, platforms. These letters violate, one, a federal district court's injunction against the enforcement of New York's general business law, the online hate speech law. Number two, the active stay of all proceedings in that case as to Rumble and the First Amendment rights of the investigated platforms and their users. Your letter Letter, um, set a deadline of October 20th for Rumble's response. If you do not rescind your letter by that date, we will file a motion with the district court to enforce the terms of uh, the preliminary junction and stay of the proceedings. And basically goes on to tell her, kick rocks, shut your mouth. We don't care what you tell us. We're Rumble and we're going to rumble on. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The only way Rumble falls is if the world falls. And that's why we're here. And that's why our home is here. And that's why we love it here. So I want to say thank you for being here. You know the fight is going to continue here on LFA TV because Will Johnson is next. And if there's a third speaker vote tonight during Will Johnson's show, you can guarantee that Will Johnson will show it. I love each and every one of you. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for joining in. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. We're running major sales on Jeremy herald.com right now ten dollar items or less go there check it out ladies and gentlemen i love you keep your families close keep a smile on your face and whatever you do make sure that you keep spreading that gospel will johnson and culture war starts now i'll see you there peace